have to be Christian to do good in the world? I'm sure probably most of your immediate answer is no. But at the same time, the church still teaches that the truth subsists in the Catholic Church and that there is no salvation outside of the church. So how do we reconcile those two? How do we reconcile the fact that we experience through people that we know, that we work with, friends who are not Christian, who do good in the world and sometimes are better than us as Christians at doing good in the world, and yet at the same time, knowing the teaching of the church, that the truth subsists in the Catholic Church, and that there's no salvation outside of the church. How do those two fit together in our understanding? And I think it's the same question that the Israelites and the apostles are struggling with today in our readings. That with Moses, he gathers, the workload is too much for him. And so he gathers 70 elders on whom God is going to share his spirit with them so Moses can distribute the workload. And so in the moment where God is going to do that, there are two who are not present at the time that the Spirit was given to these elders. And so they see that these two that didn't show up are still prophesying in the name of God. And they come to Moses and say, tell them to stop. Because they aren't, weren't there, they didn't show up, they weren't responsible. And Moses says, would not all of you be prophesying. And then the apostles. The apostles see this man who they don't know, who are not part of Jesus' disciples, and they see him casting out demons in Jesus' name. And they come back to Jesus and say, we tried to stop him, you wouldn't stop, you need to get him to stop it because he wasn't following us. And Jesus says, if he is not against us, then he's for us. How do those two ideas, seemingly conflicting ideas, fit together? See, the temptation that was always there for the Israelites as we walk through the Old Testament, that we see with the apostles and still exists with us today, is that the idea of being chosen by God brings with it a sense of entitlement sometimes. We appreciate and value how our Christian life directs our moral actions. We appreciate that a lot. When I talk to people who are not practicing their faith but still identify as Catholics, it's the first thing that they mention, almost without fail, every time. Why is this important to you? Because it helps me make decisions in my life. And so we recognize that our Christian faith helps us make better choices. But sometimes this idea of entitlement comes into our life, that we have a better way than anybody else. Is that true? St. Augustine once said that there is something Catholic outside the Catholic Church. What did he mean? What he was saying was God is at work in the world apart from the church. But he wants us to be at work in the world with him. But if we let that sense of entitlement grow, or the opposite, where we don't value 
the gift that we have been given in our faith, it causes the same problem, which St. James points out today in his letter. He says that your clothes are moth-eaten and your gold and silver have rusted. Well, how do clothes become moth-eaten? Only when you're not wearing them and they're stored away. You can't have moth-eaten clothes if they're on your back. And how does gold and silver get to the point of rust? Huge neglect in order for it to get to that point. And so when it comes to the gift that we have been given in our Christian faith of how to do good in the world, we have to live it. We have to live it out in the world. We can't sit there and try to protect it or to neglect it for the sake of being supposedly better with others. Because an old philosophical principle is that the good is self-diffusive. The good spreads itself. And so if the good is not spreading itself, then it's not really good. Pope Francis said near the beginning of his pontificate, he said, I would much rather a church that is bruised and hurting because it has been out on the streets than a church that is unhealthy because it has been closed in on itself. That good needs to be lived out in the world, and that's our challenge, to learn how to live that good in the world with all the messiness that comes from that. Because morality is not ever black and white. It's messy. And knowing what the right thing to do in a given situation is hard. But when we receive that good, we share that good. And we don't sit and try to protect it. We don't use our Catholic faith as a way to protect that good that we've been given or we don't neglect that good that we've been given for the sake of making it easier to live out in the world. We have to avoid that temptation of the Israelites who are saying they weren't part of our group, or the apostles who said they were not following us. What, have they, what should John have said to Jesus? He was not following you doesn't matter if they're not following us. What matters is if they're following him. So when we ask the question, do you have to be Christian to do good in the world? The answer is no and yes. It's no because we can see by evidence that there are people who are not Christian who do good in the world who are kind to others, who give of themselves to serve others. And it has nothing to do with living a Christian life. But the answer is yes, because only God is the good. And our job, our role as Christians in the world, is to live in such a way that people see the good. Not just so that they can be part of our group, but so that they can come to know God. That is the self-diffusive good. God 
It's His goodness that diffuses itself that makes us sit here. And that gift is what we bring into the world. Because what's important is not whether part the group or not, but if we're all facing God. That's what we're striving for. What we bring in trying to show the world God is kind of like this. If someone says you can make a chair out of wood, the world's desire to do that good is to go into the bush and to find a stump and place a stump on the ground and there's the chair. When we can point to the good, we go and find that wood and we carve that wood into a comfortable chair that we can sit in. Not like the pew that you're sitting in right now. Or it's to say that steak is good and that all steak is equal. The world would go to that extent. But when we can point to the good, we can show the difference between a Salisbury steak and a triple-A piece of tenderloin beef. But it's not about us. That's where the Israelites and John went wrong. They're not part of us. They're not doing things the way that we do them. They don't have the understanding that we have. And so they must be doing something wrong. Yeah, they are. But they're also doing something right. Can we acknowledge that good that they are living and walk with them in the good that they are living so that together we can try to get to God? Because even though the truth subsists in the Catholic Church, we don't have a monopoly on the truth. We are still being led to the truth, to the good, to the beautiful. We're on that path. We have the gift of Jesus Christ who shows us the way. But we're on the same journey. When we live with others in the world, trying to do good, their attempt to do good is an attempt to seek God, whether they can label it as Him, or not, when they try to do good for others, what they are being drawn to is God. We can name him. We've seen his face. And that's a gift for us in our life. But we have to live it. We can't just allow ourselves to protect it. I'm Christian. Or we can't allow ourselves to say, well, I'm Christian on the weekend and then I do everything else the way that everybody else does the rest of the week because it's easier that way. We embrace that gift. We become the self-diffusive good, that this good that we have received, we in turn share. So do you have to be Christian to do good in the world? No. But by being Christian, do we bring a different kind of good? Yes, because we bring God, not ourselves, 